episode five of Straight in Your Crown, we had the beautiful Clancy Allen, who is a birth coach and birth educator uh, and previously a lawyer. And that's how you guys both met, which is super interesting. Correct. We love that. So this talk is, we are going to have to play some trigger warnings on this because we are talking about some really heavy topics in regards to birth. And if that's, I mean, we just, maybe skip this one. I feel like that's a good idea. Um, but it's really, really important to get education when it comes to having birth. Because I think in this day and age, we're just not educated enough to understand how we're actually going to get the baby out of our bellies in a safe, happy way. And that really nice experience. So great, great conversation with Clancy today. Definitely tune in. But yes, there are some trigger warnings in this one. So just be mindful of it. Okay, today we have with us Clancy Allen, who is a mum and a childbirth coach, educator and mentor. She's also a yoga teacher, um, so really she doesn't do very much just at all, um, yeah, just a couple of little things. But no, she's, um, Clancy is a significant businesswoman and um, I've actually known Clancy for about well, probably a good 15 years, so we've been friends for that period of time, and Clancy and I actually used to work in the same law firm together, so Clancy's history is in law, um, but I, I stayed in the, on the path of law, and, and Clancy, you've done a lot of other um, things, and a lot of things in fields that assist women, so thank you for joining us today. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. One of the things that we wanted to chat to you about today is birth trauma. And I know that it's a really heavy topic. We just went straight into it, didn't That's we? That's right. That. <laughs> good morning. How are we? Good. That's right. Good morning. Let's do birth trauma. Great. These um, these chats that we have, you know, in this vodcast, we want to talk to women about things that are taboo or that are not spoken about and have those conversations. Are you able to enlighten us and our audience as to... Well, let's start really simple. What is birth trauma? Yeah, and before I go into what it is, I guess, yeah, it is a heavy topic, but it's also a meaningful one. Statistically, or reported, one in three women are reporting that they're, they're having a birth that's traumatic, and that's just what's been reported. So there's likely to be other women who aren't sharing that their birth is traumatic, but it is. So it's not so much what happens to the woman in the birth as more about how she feels about the experience. You know, an obvious example that is highly likely to be interpreted by the woman as traumatic would be a premature birth or a hemorrhage, but there can be other experiences that are also interpreted as traumatic that might look good on paper as a birth. It's not so much about what it is, it's really how she feels. If the woman has felt powerless, confused, abandoned, disrespected, not listened to, even violated, so obstetric violence is, is a thing and a big contributor to birth trauma, then she's going to be feeling like she had a traumatic birth. So it's really about her experience and how she interprets it and not about what it actually is or what happened or, you know. I think that's the biggest thing too is we're not prepared for it. I, obviously I haven't had any children. I have a cat and a dog. They're my children. Um, but... <laughs> For me, that is one of the massive reasons as to why I don't want to have children. My best friends are a nurse and a midwife, 
and the amount of stories that I hear and the amount of trauma that they go through as individuals having mm. to deal with these situations, not even having their children off themselves. It's massive. And things we don't talk about, the things that can go wrong with having a child, the complications that come with pregnancy and giving birth is phenomenal. Mm. And no one talks about it. And the fact too that as a woman, you're expected to just be okay with having this trauma and having it. And your baby's alive, your baby's healthy, congratulations. But there's so much negativity that goes with that, that people aren't discussing and it needs to be discussed. And thank you for bringing that to conversation um, with what you're doing. Yeah, and there's so much in what you just said because emerging from birth with a live baby doesn't mean the birth was good and doesn't mean that you're okay. And yet, that is where the bar is set, which is a ridiculously low expectation and standard for birth. And birth has largely become this highly medicalized rite of passage in most instances where all the transformative aspects and all the ways that we can actually step out of this rite of passage and this experience feeling powerful and amazing and come and, you know, move into our motherhood journey from that place rather than traumatized. Um, there's no space held for that. There's no space held for the emotional rite of passage, the spiritual journey and all these other things, which is where I focus a lot of my birth education. It's really around this holistic holding of birth as the transformation and the positive experience that it can be and should be. But all that gets swept aside when it becomes a medicalized experience. So I'm really about stripping it back to what it is and it can be in all its amazing, powerful glory and supporting women to claim their birth and own their birth and do the work before birth so that they can come out the other side feeling incredible, just stepping into motherhood from this powerful place rather than a broken place of what that just happened to me. What you just said before was so spot on. It's taking it from being a procedure to being an experience and a journey yeah. with how it should yeah. be. That's how, you know, birth should be. But obviously with, you know, childbirth and everything, there are complications that are going to happen regardless. Regardless if you do it in a, you know, uh, in the hospital, if, if you do it at home or whatever, there is going to be complications because childbirth isn't smooth you know what I mean like, I, I wish it was but it's just there's so many things that have just come out of the unexpected one how the hell did you get into this from you know you were a lawyer and now obviously you're helping women through birth so when I fell pregnant with my son that was really where this whole journey started unraveling and emerging. And I just became really fascinated with birth and was really looking forward to birth and really loved being pregnant. I guess I was one of those women who just had I predominantly, because <laughs> no, we were pregnant at the same time, I'm pretty sure there was crossover. So um, <laughs> yeah, I just loved everything about it. And that really got me on the path and then when my son was nine months old and I was still reading about birth and thinking about birth that's when I thought okay it's time to like step into this work and do some training and studies and see if this is you know where I'm meant to be 
following because that was where I was just being drawn to. When I was pregnant with my daughter Sailor, which was actually the same time you were pregnant with Lewis, um, I had a family member who is a doctor um, that said to me, look, you should really have a caesarean. But there wasn't any reason for me having a caesarean. And I really wanted to experience a natural birth if really I was try. able. Yeah, if I was able and capable to do that. And what his position was, was effectively, you know, look, the safest way for you to have a baby is a caesarean. Um, and it, that was literally the context in which it was said. And that, for me, as a woman, just didn't sit right. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with having caesareans. There are, there are times when that is a, a million percent needed. There's, there's time, times but, that you have to have a caesarean. Absolutely. But again, it's turning it back to what we were talking about before, having a procedure versus having an experience. An experience. And if there's no need for that mm -hmm. um, medical intervention, apart from, oh, look, statistically, it's safer for you to have a major surgery to have a baby... For you and the baby than it is to try you know and as it turned out you know i had two of the you know the best birth experiences i think that you know in comparison to so many stories that i've heard you know mine was just an absolute breath of fresh air i think for both but that could have been very different for me if i had have listened to that external advice and not sort of gone with what my heart and head had said. Plus two, then you're, you've literally had a massive surgery. You can't pick up the baby, you know, everything's freaking sore down there. You've got a big open wound. Like it just makes everything so much more complicated. If you can definitely try to do natural, do natural, but there's obviously people that can't do natural. Like I know for my mum, both, she wanted natural both times and both times she had to go in for emergency seizures. Mm -hmm. Uh, my brother was super, super early, and I was super, super late. I didn't want to get out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nice and warm here. I don't get to stay. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the cesarean rates are really high. On average, it's between 30 and 40%. And it's just not true or accurate that 30 to 40% of women can't birth their baby. So... It, you know, if you're induced, for example, which 43% of first-time mothers are being induced, which also 43% of first-time mothers do not need to be induced. You know, it's a matter of the system not waiting and that's because of resources and staffing. And once you have an induction, it elevates the chance of you having a caesarean. So that's the cascade of interventions. You know, one thing uh, creates more risk or likelihood of the next step happening. And the World Health Authority says that the caesarean rate should be around 10 to 15%, which most countries are way above that, especially developed countries. And perhaps slightly demand. There might be some more demand from women for that type of birth experience, but I would say largely most women want to have a natural birth if they can, um, but a lot of women are then falling into the system and unfortunately experiencing this cascade of interventions and birth is becoming this medicalised rite of passage. And when it becomes that, it loses the meaning for the woman and there is more likelihood that she's going to define her birth as traumatic because things are being done to her rather than her having a sense of control and 
autonomy in her experience and it is major abdominal surgery like it's not a walk in the park do you, do you think a lot of this is education as well in terms of yes. you know i know when i was carrying both children there wasn't i didn't i didn't do a lot of research around this which is odd for you know a lawyer who yes, does but research that's the thing though. like you but, do do research but you do research on how to be a mother you don't do research on how to get the baby out how to get the baby because out even all yeah. the books they're all about oh this is what you should do when the baby's yeah. out but what about why are you trying to get it out and I know, we, you know, I, I had um, an obstetrician, is that what they're called? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't, can't remember, it was years ago now. Yeah, um, had an obstetrician and they said to me, you know, what is your birth plan? And to be honest, my birth plan was to get the baby out. And that, that sounds, you know, ridiculous. But I was, and I think until you and I had had these conversations for the last five years, I was pretty unknowledgeable in the area of birth. It was, you know, it was so exciting to become pregnant and so exciting well not for me to carry the baby because I was sick for the entire nine months but aside from that the, the you know the concept of being a mum was so exciting and I focused more on that rather than the actual birth itself and I, I think there needs to be so much more education around this and is that is that what you do is this is that how you can help our audience. I have a few programs and courses that can support women who have no idea where to start. Yoga for Empowered Birth is yoga and birth education combined and so it's really taking that body-based approach to getting ready for birth physically but also looking at just the physiology of birth, what it looks like, the spiritual side of things, who you are, it's covering like everything we've already sort of talked about. And I do an eight-week live program. So that Yoga for Empowered Birth course is just available anytime to buy and self-directed. So you just work through it at your own pace. Um, I have an eight-week face-to-face small group mentoring program, Wild Wisdom from Within. And that is the next round is starting in July. So we're currently halfway through with... um, with seven couples who are yeah getting to know one another and forming a nice little community as well and just yeah preparing for birth in a deep and meaningful holistic way and they have a portal with all the resources as well as the live calls with me programs are online so um, I've got someone in the states in this round I've got people in Bellingen, people here local, so it's quite a mix. So you don't have to be near me to join in that wild wisdom from within course. But I think the greatest thing about what you're offering to is the education. You know, the fact that, you know, they can do these courses and get this information. So even if they do decide to go to a hospital, they still know what their rights are. They know how they want it to happen. They know what's right, what's wrong. They have a better understanding before they just get thrown into a situation going, they're like, you have to do this. They're like, okay. And then they're in the situation of like, fuck, in panic. You know, you don't want to feel like you're in panic when you're going through that experience. I think that's the thing about education, isn't it? Where if you know what is to come, you're, you're able to make informed decisions. And that's what it's about, making informed decisions about your own yeah. body and birth. There's 100%. Education makes you confident in your decisions, 100%. The more education you have, the more confident you are in the situation. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, yeah, we'll, um, we'll put all of your links up so our audience is yeah able to to seek your education and assistance and hopefully you can get some sleep because i know you've got a um a due date mama that might be having birth soon so yeah get some sleep while you can last night actually (laughs) so true
Thank you. Bye for now. If you're interested in finding out more, please click the links in this description. We'll see you for next episode every Monday at 6 p.m.